This podcast is produced by Yizzy Research, whose mission is to do research and help others do the same. Visit us at yizzyresearch.com. While you're there, sign up for the mailing list to stay updated. Jolt is a UX researcher from Hungary. Jolt and I are on a UX researcher mailing list, and we connected when I sent an email to this mailing list, and he responded. We then had a great conversation via Zoom about UX researcher career pathing and so much more. In the first half of this episode, Jolt talks about the following. What being a UX researcher is like in Hungary. It's a less mature market than the US, but there is opportunity. Being a lead UX researcher at Bitrise and which methods he used at this startup during his first three to five months on the job. He researches a complex product aimed at engineers, so Jolt had a steep learning curve since he had no engineering background. Working at agencies on cross-functional teams, how being a market researcher has helped him become a UX researcher, the difference between entry-level and senior-level researchers and how to get promoted, and conducting research on farmers and terminally ill patients. Please excuse my mic quality during this episode. It wasn't as good as the other episodes, but there are still many gems that Jolt shares. Welcome to the Yizzy Research Podcast, the podcast for aspiring researchers, current researchers, and research enthusiasts. I'm your host, Imani, also known as Izzy, and I am the founder, CEO, and principal researcher of Yizzy Research, a boutique research agency providing UX research services, career coaching, and of course, this podcast. So you're joining us from Budapest, Hungary, which is where you're from, and it's, which is it's also where you're currently based. So in the United States, UX research is really popular here as a career choice. It's actually really hard to break into it. What is UX research like in Hungary? Is it easy to get into? Are there a lot of UX research companies? Can you tell me more about what it's like there? Actually, I would say it's easy to get in because there are very few companies and very few UX researchers working in Hungary. Uh, our the, the, the whole market is very immature, I would say. Uh, designers are just starting to work at various companies. And now I'm talking about local companies, of course, big ones, but local ones uh, with uh, long history. But of course, international companies, they have uh designers working for them even if they are doing uh product design or marketing but research is less uh popular i would say and it's less needed at the moment maybe and i would say that it's increasing the demand is increasing and i would say the demand is higher than the number of people available to to join these companies so so if you want to you know come to hungary and enjoy this beautiful eastern european city, country and city then i think you can can you can uh, be a ux researcher here right so it's a smaller market because it's a smaller country so there aren't a lot of big ux research companies there but if you do want to become a ux researcher you can definitely do it 
Yeah, yeah, I say so, yeah. Yeah, and it sounds like, so it sounds like there are mostly people there that start as designers and then they pivot into UX research. It sounds like that's the case in Hungary for the most part. Yeah, I would say most of the, most of them do this. And actually there is no real uh, education for UX research. You mm -hmm. can, uh, you know, study psychology, sociology, even economics, uh, and you can study various design courses and these will give you the basics how to do ux research how to do research in general uh, but that's it there are I, I i actually i teach at one uh, university ux research so i see that there is around 20 people who are joining these classes every year but mm -hmm. most of them are just, you know, want to understand what research is. They don't want to do it, actually. They are right. stakeholders. They are they are designers and so on and so on. Got it. So Hungary definitely has a lower UX research maturity, but you definitely see it developing in the future. Um, so you yes. currently work as a UX researcher at a small startup called Bitrise. So can you tell us more about what Bitrise is and what they do? Yeah, Bitrise is a startup, uh, international one. We have offices in San Francisco, Boston, London, and uh, the headquarters are in Budapest. Uh, mm -hmm. Most of us work in Budapest, the, and we are a developer company developing a tool for other developers, especially mobile developers. Uh, it's called CICD, Continuous Integration, Continuous Development. Uh, and it's actually very new for me as well. Uh, I'm, I'm not yet at six months uh, history with Bitrise, uh, mm -hmm. and and this is a very tough and complex pro uh, product. I mm -hmm. have to learn and understand. Uh, but in some, we are working for the U.S. market. Uh, Japanese market is very strong, but globally, uh, for small and big companies who are developing mobile applications and other uh, digital tools. Mm -hmm. Got it. And you said that you've only been there for almost six months. So in your six months there, what have you done as a UX researcher? So what types of methods have you used? Have you had a chance to actually start research planning and research projects yet? What have you done in your first five yeah. months? Actually, uh, I joined the company as a lead researcher because there was one senior researcher there. Now we have three other researchers. So the group is four researchers. Uh, my main task was to align the team and look through processes and uh, you know see what we if we are doing what we are doing is right or if needs any improvement of course i i, I cannot you know just enjoy this kind of uh, academic uh, process i had to do research of course one was very tough it was pricing another one was um, two separate pages on the on the tool we use just to be clear, Bitrise is available on a graphical UI. That's one of the main uh, main uh, promises or benefits of it. So, 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 you, so it's usually web pages uh, in a sense that what we test and what we show to our uh, customers or soon to be customers, hope to be soon to be customers. Mm -hmm. And the, another thing I did was. Uh, uh, doing another kind of research, uh, which it was survey based. Uh, and I use surveys, I do use testing, user interviews. Uh, yeah, 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 that's what I would say. Many, uh, actually, three or four months took me to, you know, talk to people working in the company, okay, what do we do? What do I see now? What does this do? <laughs> and so on and so on. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah. You have a really, you made a really interesting point about is the fact that Bitrise has a very complex project, uh, has a complex product, and it's aimed at engineers. <clears throat> and you don't, if you're not an engineer, it can be very complex, right? So then you're working on a, pro a product that's very complex, and you're, um, you are the lead researcher there. You've only been there for like five or six months, and you're trying to figure out, like you said, how, how does this work? What can I actually do here? How do I do it? So it's important that you said that before you actually begin research, especially as a lead researcher at a new company, you have to figure out what's going on here, right? Who works here? How does the product work? And what can I, what questions can I actually answer? Yeah, and actually, uh, it's an interesting situation. This is the first time I've worked for a product company. Uh, previously, mm -hmm. I was working for agencies, uh, research agency or digital and uh, and and the creative agencies. And uh, as in the in product company, there are these cross-functional teams where there is a researcher, there's a designer, there's a product manager, and there are the engineers. And uh, it's a it's a quite new situation for me that I can see only a tiny part of the project. Actually, monetization is the team I am working with close most closely, and mm -hmm. I try to see what the other researchers are doing, but it's almost impossible to understand the product the same depth at, at those those parts there are the other researchers has to do it uh, but uh, you know as a startup we are continuously changing so today i'm <laughs> i'm studying monetization maybe in six months i will do something completely different and maybe mm -hmm. there will be other researchers as well yeah yeah. Right. And like you said, that's one of the benefits of working at a startup is that it may start with this one, you're maybe working on one research project and then six months from now it'll be something totally different. Um, yeah. You also mentioned that you worked as a researcher previously. So you worked as a market researcher at Millward Brown and also at Ipsos previously. So what made you transition from being a market researcher to being a UX researcher? Actually, it was a natural process. Uh, it, when I was... Uh, I, 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 I took a few years trying to achieve PhD at the university after I, uh, I it was enough to do market research. I did it for over seven years and I felt that I need something to change. And I started doing going to the university again. And, and then uh, I tried to find a position when I wanted to return to the you know professional market. And I met this agency called Mito, which was a marketing agency and a digital agency at the same time. There was two main legs of the company. And I was I joined the company to support the strategists, the creative strategists who are you know developing advertisements, which is classic marketing research. But then uh, as the company was growing and as I met the others working in the company, I started to work with the designer who were uh, developing mobile applications, websites, uh, even an internet project. Uh, and that thus we were, <clears throat> and as, as the years went by, I've worked less with market research and more with UX design uh, with the designer uh, in hand in hand. Uh, and later when, when when i was uh, i think i was over five it i took it took me five years to spend in in, in Mito, but then i wanted to move on and this product company was something of a challenge I, I i you know i was looking for product companies in hungary and then i then i joined bitrise as a full-time ux researcher mm -hmm. leaving behind market research in this sense so with your previous background in market research, do you, how, has, how did the market research background help you um, 
transition into UX research. So for example, uh, were there similar methods that help you? Was there a similar way of thinking about business or different ways? So how, how did being a market researcher help you be a UX researcher? I would say uh, market research and UX research are very closely related. We use the same methodologies. And, and if you were coming from human sciences, then you know major majority of these uh, methodologies. You know how to conduct an interview. You know how to build report. You know, maybe if you are a market researcher, you understand what the focus group is and what mm -hmm. different types of focus groups exist and what you can do there. Uh, if you're coming from another side of the market research, then you know quantitative research. So you are able to do surveys, you are able to analyze data. And as a UX researcher, you are actually doing the same with a few differences. I, as, an, as a UX researcher, you have access to data, especially if you're working on a digital product, which means, you know, uh, actual behavioral data like analysis, uh, Google Analytics, for example, and, and other, other, other monitoring tools provide us with actual user behavior, which is, which is something I couldn't access because I was working as an, at an agency. Maybe if I'm working for a company, then I have, uh, you know, sales data more, much more and, and, and user and customer behavior. But, but I would say market research and US research are very similar. And then as actually there is a small company in Hungary, which is a classic market research company providing services for advertisement research, you know, all kind of survey tools, online panel as well as, and so on and so on. And they started to provide UX research for okay. their clients. So they, they, they train the market researcher to understand what, what the user interface is, how users behave on a website, in an application, and they provide this service, uh, I think up to two years ago, they started this. They, they um, enjoyed, uh, they, um, not enjoyed, they invited uh, professionals to understand eye tracking uh, and various other tools. So, so uh, I think the, the, these two things are merging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so it seems like for you, the difference, the difference is that with UX researchers, we focus more so on the user interface of a product. And with um, market researchers, we, they don't really focus on that as much, but the similarities there are with the methods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, and what, one other thing is the, the, the approach of doing research. I mean, there's this theory that, okay, you are forming hypotheses, you have uh, research questions, you have the business problem, you have to understand all these things to choose the right methodology and to find the right uh, sample of the respondents you want to ask or show them the, 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 the materials and then the stimuli. And then you do the analysis, I think very similarly. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and so you've been um, a UX researcher and a market researcher. But as a UX researcher, you've been more at like, not the entry level, but more at like the associate level. And you've been a more senior level researcher. Like right now at Bitrise, you're a lead, the lead, the lead UX researcher. Yeah, so yeah, from yeah. your experience, what's the difference between being a more entry level or associate level UX researcher and being more of a lead or senior researcher? This is a very tough question, I think. Um, uh, one thing is, uh, if you are, if, as you are getting more and more senior, 
you get you get closer to the core of the problem. You you understand the business. You in the, un, understand the problems more on a strategic level, mm-hmm. and that's that's one thing I think. And uh, I think it's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's it's something that 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 differentiates a senior researcher from a medior or a junior researcher. Even a junior researcher can conduct an interview if she is right or he is right. But in order to, you know, be very flexible to change on the spot and to 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 provide those kind of insights that are not related only to the interview and the, the questions there, that's the seniority, I think, which is required for senior researcher. That's something this talent or skill or this experience that you have to do. And another thing is that, uh, especially if you're working at an agency, is there are very, very different target groups. So there are, you can you can conduct interview with a kid and next week you will conduct interview with a housewife and then next you will be with a retired military personnel or, or it, it, it can be very, very complex. And even the products can be very different. Now you are testing a website, a web shop. Next week your healthcare application. So, so you, you it takes a few years, I think, to experience as much as you can with various products, various target groups, even different methodologies. Sometimes you are able to go there and see what they are doing, how they are using your product. Often, especially nowadays, all you can do is sit behind a computer and ask them to share their screen. Yeah. But but yeah, that's 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 life now. So 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 you have to you know adopt, try out different methodologies, and understand different customer segments or customer types or user types. Yeah. Right, Scott. So the difference for you with with a, a more senior researcher obviously has more experience. They're more comfortable with a wider range of methods. Um, they're more comfortable with adapting to just different changes in the environment, whether it's like budget, whether it's needing to use new methods, whether it's working with different segments. Those are like the big three things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they can, they can, uh, you know, answer questions from higher levels, I would say. So, so for a, for a, for a, for a junior researcher, you know, testing a few pages or an application in its very limited use is okay. But from a senior researcher, I would expect that he understands or she understands the 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 market situation, the overall goal of the company, the the difficulties they have had previously with app development or with with uh, competitors and so on, and and and. She or he or she can do the interview and do the analysis with this whole complex on their mind. Got it. Yeah. So that, that's the big. That's another big differentiator is that the senior researcher can not only just think about research, but they also think about how research fits into the larger company KPIs, yes. the company's performance. Yes. 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 Perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go a little bit deeper into like your research experiences. So tell me about one of the most memorable or impactful research projects you've done, whether it was as a more um, associate level researcher or as a more um, senior level researcher. Actually, as I was, um, that was the time when I was an associate researcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I was freelancing for a company, uh, so I was uh, not so close to the client and not so close to the actual solution and the impact. 
but the situation was very tough because I had to conduct interviews with terminally ill clients. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a very, very tough situation. And actually, the interview was about the whole process of therapy, uh, chemotherapy. And uh, the interview was conducted all over Hungary. So I had to travel the country and meet these people. And it was an emotional roller coaster because it's it's a it's 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 a very strange situation because they are very ill, they they suffer, but they still try to live a whole life. They still try to, you know, be happy. And actually we conducted the interviews with uh, with their spouse. So, mm-hmm. so it was paired interview. And then there was a moment when we, you know, moved to another room and asked them in person, in, in single, uh, one of them and the other one. And then they joined uh, the situation again and we did this interview. And it was a very, I would say, emotionally tough uh, situation, but actually very elevating and very, very interesting. And I, I think that was the project where I felt that I did probably, I, I hope that I did the most impact, how I helping these people to, to stay in the therapy and extend their life uh, somewhat as, as much as possible. Yeah, that's, that's, that's something I had as, as an associate researcher, but there were others. I, can, I, can, I, I don't want to continue because then I, we will stay here for hours. No, go, <laughs> ahead, you go ahead and give us one more, actually. That nah, was one more, one more. Yeah, one more. <laughs> a slightly funnier one is we, we were doing research with the farmers. And actually, uh, it was I, the first thing I had to experience, uh, I had to face is, you know, farmers wake up very early in the morning. And often I had to do the interview in the countryside. So I had to wake up very, very early, get in the car, get out to them to ask questions. And often it was, they were already on the field. So so I called them, okay, where are you, John? I need to meet you to, you know, I bring you some materials. I want to show you, I want to discuss this thing to you. Okay. And then they provided me instructions to reach them and it was impossible because they were in, in the roads that was not asphalted. So it was a tough situation, but we managed, we did it. We, we, we conducted the interviews and it, they were always very nice. They were always very kind and they understood that, okay, here is this guy coming from the capital. It's tough for him to wake up this early, but they have already worked three hours that day. So it was, it was just fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like I like that you gave two very different examples of when like you had an impactful project that was more um, heavy and more elevated, right? But then you also had a project that was really lighthearted with the farmers. Um, and so that shows yeah. how different research can be, but it can still be impactful. So with that said, what do you, what does research mean to you, right? Those are two different, two different examples you gave, but what does research mean to you? Do you have a research philosophy? Um. And I think one of the, the, the core values in research for me is, and one what is common in this situation is that I talk to people. I'm an extrovert people. I love to talk to people. I love to understand them. I love to make them laugh. I love them. I love it when they make me laugh. Uh, and then it's something that energizes me. And that's something I, I, I think what is the most uh, valuable thing for me in research. And... Um, but 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 I think uh, being a researcher is, and in a, in a philosophical sense, is something that you meet uh, situations, problems, and people that you would 
never do otherwise and it's and it's not show business so 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 of course you can meet people in show business because they you know come join your studio and you interview them but it's a more intimate situation it's a much more much more uh, deeper situation and then and often uh, it gives you very 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 great insights and that way you can help the company you can help the project and uh, sometimes i've worked for the government and there were multiple situations when i was working for non-ngos and and then then even them they can they can uh, you know uh, use research in this sense and so 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 that's that's what i would say that's that's core of research for me In the last half of our conversation, Jolt talks about the following. Being a UX research expert with no domain knowledge, which method he thinks is the core of UX research, working with a data team as a qualitative researcher, the hardest part of being a UX researcher, why he believes that researchers are intellectuals, why and how internal stakeholders can help evangelize UX research, taking one to two years to go from entry level to senior level, being an expert after four or five years, and lastly, how you can experience research without having the UX researcher title. And so how has your understanding or definition of research changed from when you started as a researcher to where you are now as a lead researcher? Um, I think uh, this whole idea that you are, that, that this research you do has a very strict purpose. Uh, there's, there are business goals, there are KPIs, there are, there are problems we have to solve. Uh, you are never working alone. As a researcher, you are working with the designer usually in UX research, especially, or working with the team of designers. Actually, there are product people there. There are there are very very talented and great people if you find the right company, and you have to provide them value, and that's something you have to learn first. Uh, that's the, the basic understanding you have to get as a junior researcher, and actually you have to keep that in mind the whole time uh, as you are. You know getting rich in methodology and you are having more and more experience but that's the core you have to stick to and you have to do and i think that's something that never changed uh maybe i'm a bit uh simple in my approach i think because now i i understand that sometimes a very simple interview has the same value as a very complex methodology <laughs> that you can build up, uh, I think. And uh, and one one else uh, I wanted to to mention is that uh, domain re domain knowledge is a key. And and now it's a very strange situation for me because I have almost zero domain knowledge at the moment, and I have to restart my domain knowledge. At Mito, I was working with a big bank, and I was working for them for five years, and actually. One way is to go to Bitrise, the other way is to go to that bank and work there <laughs> for me as a career choice, because I was so intimate with the research team there and the designers working there and the product people working there. So mm -hmm. so I had this knowledge in the, of the finance industry of, of, of uh, loans and, and products and savings and 
credit cards and ATMs and, and everything that the bank provided. And now I have to restart. And you know, I, I can use some of that knowledge, but it's completely new. And that's something also you have to understand as a researcher that there will be projects and there will be problems where you have to start from scratch. Of course, if you're a senior researcher, you can get on track faster and you can understand, you can you can ask the right questions from the stakeholders and you can understand the, the problems the designer have and then try to provide them in a, in a quicker way, I would say. Yeah, and I think that this this also answers the question I asked previously about the difference between a more junior researcher and a more senior researcher. Yeah. Um, like sometimes, like you just mentioned, you'll be in situations as a senior researcher where you don't have domain expertise, right? You may not know about all the engineering stuff, right? That for just for yeah. the particular product you work on, right? But you know that you have your methods. So again, I think that also answers the question I asked previously about like having having what makes a, a more senior researcher different than a more junior researcher? And like you said, you're not always going to have domain expertise, but you still have to use your research methods to still conduct and execute research. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, yeah, and so speaking of like having a sound uh, foundation of various methods you use, what are your go-to methods? What are your favorite research methods to use and why? Mm. Actually, I'm a... In, in my heart, I'm a qualitative researcher, so I love in-person interviews, uh, one-on-ones or one with, with the family or one with the team that, that is using our product. Uh, so, so I would say that's my number one. And uh, also, I, I, I like surveys. Uh, I like Excel, so I love working with numbers, which is a good site, you know, one I talked when, when I when I when, when it's enough to talk to people, I go to Excel and do some magic numbers. And then when it's enough by the numbers, then I go back to, to conducting interviews. So I would say conducting interviews is the core. I think I did over a thousand interviews or over 2000. I don't know, very much, very, 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 a <laughs> lot of interviews. Yeah. And, uh, but, and then I would say that's the thing I have. And I, I currently, I am facing a new challenge, uh, which is uh, working with the data team. We have a data team at Bridgerise. We have a lot of data, not all of it perfect, but it's quite good. Uh, and we have to work together. And, and as, as, I, as I get it, we are also a team. We are working with the designer, we are working with the product manager, and there are these guys who have a huge uh, knowledge on how to, you know, uh, how to get the uh, interesting insights out of the data. But I think I see that the researcher has a key to, you know, guide them and ask the right questions and then help them to where to look and what to look for. To get these insights and and i think that's that's something new for me as well and i love that there is always something new for you if you're a researcher yeah and i, I like what you mentioned about um being a qualitative researcher at heart but now having to work with the data team which they're obviously numbers driven people um so how how has that been how have, have you had any like challenges with doing that has it been easy to connect with them because we speak different languages right the qualitative people and the quant people how has that, has that been a smooth um, relationship so far? I think it was, um, I, but but I think it's because we are working for the same company and we are on the same side, we are in the same boat. So, so we are working together in this sense. And uh, actually 
Um, and we have some very similar problems in a sense that they that the quality of the data they are providing is is requires continuous maintenance as well as the communities we are searching so so researching so so it's a very we have we have similar interests we have similar problems and and uh, they are luckily kind of guys that ask questions as we are. So if they are, don't understand why we need the, this kind of data, then they ask me, okay, why do we need this data? What is the business problem? And they are using similar terms. So they, they are focusing on business problems or design goals or, or, or you know, uh, improving processes mm -hmm. on the same, we are on the same level. We just use the different tool set. And in terms, so you so you mentioned that your favorite method um, was interviews, and your second favorite was maybe surveys. So let's flip it. Like, what are your least favorite methods? What are some methods you don't really like to do too much? Well, I don't know if there's anything that I wouldn't love because when when I when I have to do a lot of uh, the same for a long time, then then that can be uh, tough. Uh, and I would say there was a time when I had to do focus groups and I think I did five or six a week for, 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 for many, many, many weeks. And then I had the feeling that now I need a break because, because, you know, it's a very challenging situation. It's very long uh, hours with, with those people's closed in. So you cannot, you know, go out and okay, now I need a break. So it was uh, mentally and physically very challenging and, and it took me long, but actually now I miss focus groups because, uh, you know, we don't do focus groups with developers on, 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 the, on the product and now I miss it a bit. So, so it's, it's difficult to say that you, there's something that you don't like. Maybe I would say I, 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 I like surveys less because I think I'm not so good at that because it's, it's a second methodology I learned and I've tried to do everything to learn it. But I will never be that good as someone who has a qual background and understand the math, the statistics, and everything else. I'm just, mm -hmm. you know, trying to be clever there. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you also mentioned that, like, one of your least favorite methods, um, although you miss them now, focus groups, right? And you mentioned that one of the downsides of focus groups is that you can't really go out and take a break, like in the middle of a focus group if you want to. Um, so with that said, what are some other, what are some other challenges, what are some other challenges you face as a UX researcher? Um, so what are some things that you may not really love about being a UX researcher sometimes? Um, well, actually, uh, there's a stuff, you know, as it betrays, we are working with uh, mobile developers and it's very tough to recruit them, to, mm -hmm. to ask them to please come, let us help, let me help you, let, let us, let you help me and, 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 and take a break and give me 30 minutes or give me an hour of your time. It's, I know it's very valuable, but please, 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 or, or fill out this survey. It takes only 10 minutes. It's yeah. a very tough situation. Even if we are, you know, trying to reach our own customer base, they are tough to, to, to reach them. And actually what, and, 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 and I have to understand, and I know that because uh, I was, when, when you are working for a research agency, there are, experts working just on this task 
and now I have to do this myself. And it's it's a part of the job that I don't like, and I'm not so good at that. I'm too polite. I'm too soft. <laughs> so so if they say I don't, they don't want to answer. Then I say okay, don't answer me then. <laughs> but you know, we work with incentives, of course. We use various platforms trying to recruit these uh, developers, and it's working, but it's it's continuously a challenge. I would yeah. say. Yeah, I would say that your American research counterparts, we agree, participant recruitment is so difficult. It's the hardest part. So it seems like that's probably the same here and there. So what would you say is like one of the, what are some of the better parts about being a researcher? So when you talked about the research you did with like the terminally ill patients and their significant others, you mentioned that that was a very elevating experience, right? So like what, what are some other, what are some other reasons you love being a UX researcher? Uh, if you don't mind, I sum a few things. I said that it's great to be to talk to people and be around people and understand them. Another one is providing value for the company. Uh, as a researcher, I think you have a key role in that, uh, and 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 it's interesting to provide value that is used by another one to create value so you're you're not selling the product which is a very direct way to create value it's creating money actually but what we are doing something else uh, i love that uh, there are always new challenges always new projects always new problems we have to do so it's a very very uh, changing changing uh, situation and actually in hungary by now, it's a quite good salary. So, so if you so if you want a decent right lifestyle and you you know work hard, but you know I'm actually, it's the right amount of responsibility. Of course, I'm not CEO. I'm not a someone who is, uh, you know, developing life uh, dependent tools. But mm -hmm. I will provide them with insights. But it's their responsibility if they make make mistakes. That's that's something I, I I love in that situation, and I have actually, you know, and as far as I, I talk to research, other researchers, we are intellectuals. So so we love to think, we love to talk about people, we love to, uh, you know, investigate what they are saying and if it's true or not. If they, it's not true, why isn't it true? It's it's somewhat like a detective, a philosophist, a psychologist mixed mm -hmm. together, and 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 then there's something else I also also love besides all the other all the other parts. And I think that's that's there's no other uh, human facing uh, profession with mm -hmm. this kind of kind of mix, because if if you are a doctor, then you have a very serious task. You have very very challenging situations, but it's 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 uh, something completely different. If you are a serviceman, that's another uh, situation. Yeah. yeah, and so what do you think? So of course, um, all researchers have very different personalities. But like, what personality traits do you have? Do you think that make you a really great researcher? So you mentioned that you were too polite with like the certain getting people to talk to you. You mentioned that you were extroverted, and you also said that you were very investigative. Like, what other traits do you think that you personally have that make you a really good researcher? I think you have to stay humble, uh, in a sense that uh, there will be in the com there there are those in the company who will understand the product better than you, who know more about the sales numbers than you, and uh, who has more in-depth knowledge about the strategy of the company. But so you have to stay humble in this sense. And also you have to, you know, stay humble and uh, 
respect your customers, you respect the respondent, respond the time they provide you, the, the, the answers they provide you. So often they share information that they wouldn't share with anybody else. So, so you have to be respectful in this sense. Uh, and, but you have to be curious. I think I think that's the the another key element to to you know to go after, ask questions, try to understand, and and go deeper, and don't be afraid to ask questions. I often experience that I have you know just similar just a conversation over coffee, and I'm the one asking the questions because I'm curious of the other person, and I ask them, why don't you ask me? Oh, I, I think asking questions is rude. No, no, it's not rude. It's interesting. So, yeah. So, so, yeah, yeah. So, so speaking, so you had already touched on this quite a few times throughout our chat um, about the fact that you mentioned being humble is a personality trait that you have that helps you be a good researcher, especially in your current situation at Bitrise, because there are people at the company that know more about the product than you do, right? So I'm sure you've been in you've been in situations where you were coming in as like the first UX researcher or one of a few, right? And you may have been working with people that did not have expertise on UX research. So you were the expert, right? So how did you go about educating people and teams that did not know about UX research? How did you do that with them? Yeah. Uh... I think it's a very tough uh, problem. You, know, if you if you face that problem, and oh, the first thing you have to do is you know find someone who can uh, you you can align with, and someone is from the marketing team or someone is from the design team because they they are the one requesting research, and together you have to make sure that the stakeholder is on your side, and if these three people can work together, they can you know, sell UX research to the company. I, 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 that's what my experience is. And actually I have a very good positive uh, experience in this sense that we were developing for this before mentioned uh, bank, the Hungarian bank, Eastern European bank, uh, the internet, which is a very, you know, I haven't seen a company where they loved the internet they provided for their uh, employees, uh, but we, approached it somewhat differently in a sense that the designer said that this is something you have to do. It, it's a must. So make it good. So that's, that's the reason we have to make it good. And we have to make it good in a way that by that time we understood what these employees were doing and what they were, what were the, what the, their problems were. They don't, didn't get the right information at the right time. They were flooded with irrelevant information. So we offered them this very simple UX principle that show only relevant information for them. You know, we actually, we separated the company to two sides and we personalized the internet for one part of the company and the other one, which is a very basic thing. And we had to do it without research, but we did it with research. So it was even better at the end. And, and that, that situation, uh, we were able to convince the stakeholder that this approach requires research because your company is big. There are many, many people who will use this pro this product, which is the internet page. And, or we have very limited options because they use the specific wireframe uh, system uh, to, 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 to uh, make this uh, internet. And actually it's a bank, so security is 
top notch. So so it's another very limiting uh, element. And 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 when we were able to convince the stakeholder, I think it took six or nine months to to build up a team, and we work together in workshops. And and if you are work if you are conducting workshops with those who will work with the product you are researching, then it's much easier to tell them what you learned. Uh, they, they joined us for interviews uh, and we, we showed them uh, data and this way it was easy to sell UX research besides selling the product for them and yeah. developing the product with them. And I think that's, that's something you have to do. You have to be part of the team you are working with. Yeah. Got it. So you you're, you educate team members by just integrating yourself in the team, right? So um, have you done presentations or like workshops? I know like quite a few UX researchers I know here in the States, they, they try to make um, UX research education into a game. They'll create like little games to educate people. Have you done anything like that as well? Actually, we did a training at my previous company, which we offered for free. Uh, for clients, and it was a, uh, it was it was presentations by various experts working it at the agency, and they loved they loved that we 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 tried to help them, and you have to understand your situation, I think, because uh, often there is this uh, I, I I experienced it often that they they understand research, they know what research is, but they think that they don't have time. They think that they don't have the money. They think that they know everything. So they, you know, they say that, oh, I don't need research. But if you go there with the designer uh, and you ask a few questions and then the designer will say that, okay, I will be able to do your product, but I need research. Then together, the two of you can convince these clients. And if you are doing the right job, then by the end of the job, they understand what why this was useful and then there's a there's a great there's a great story i have uh, from the aforementioned bank there was this market researcher who were conducting uh, research uh, for stakeholders and often the stakeholders said that okay but we already knew this there's nothing new this for us and then the senior researcher said that's fine this was not research to find out new things this research was to validate what we know so that means you have the right knowledge to so what we did in the past year that's all right that's working that's fine that's why we did this research not to not always we are doing research to to find new insights or find find uh, that would be strange if after you are working in this product for 40 years if i can say you something new then you are doing something wrong <laughs> actually so 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 in that situation research was something completely different of course, it was not about new UIs and it was not about new, uh, you know, web flows and, and application screens or services, but, but it was it was a segmentation, for example. And they know that, okay, now we know that how, much, how many of these people are from this segment and that segment or that segment, but we already knew that. Okay, that's great. Then that means you are planning the year right on based on valid numbers. Yeah. So with all of these experiences with like, 
educating teams that don't know about research, being a lead researcher, being a more entry-level researcher, having been a market researcher that transitioned into UX research, and somewhere in between that, you also did academic research when you were a PhD student. Yeah. With all of this expansive experience, right, how long did it take you to feel like an expert UX researcher, and what does it mean to be an expert? Well, I would say, I, if, I, if, I, if I would, uh, I would say one to two years uh, is enough to feel, to, to leave behind the junior tag behind, before your name, before the researcher, the, the position. <clears throat> and I would say three or five, three, four years, depending on how much re actual research you can do. And because this is a very important thing, sometimes you are working for an agency and you haven't done an interview for months it's because you are doing something else or, or there are no, not, enough, not enough projects that you can join. But, but I think I would say after four, six years, I expect someone, if he or she did his job right, then she's an expert or he's an expert in this sense. Uh, by that time, he has faced problems, difficult problems, often various methods, has met different people, conducted interviews with high-level people, very simple people, young people, old people, and so on and so on. So that I think that's what I would say. All we have discussed previously to get the experience, to understand methodologies, try out different things. That's that takes, I think, five, six years, maybe seven. Uh, I wouldn't say exact numbers because it depends on the people and where you work. Yeah. So you would say you said one to two years to go from being, let's say, an entry level UX researcher to being a senior level. And then once you have like a senior level tag to your title, five to six years to be to feel like an expert. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And like you yeah. said, it depends on like I imagine like your the companies you've worked at, which methods you push yourself to do, which country you live in and work in that matters as well. So like you said, so yeah. you're from one year to six years. OK, great. So like, let's say now as we um, close out right and you reflect over you reflect on your career path right and you reflect on what it means for you to be a researcher what it means to be an expert what are some interesting things and trends you see happening in ux research in the future wow um working with data i think and trying to find a place where the designer the researcher uh, and the data team can collaborate uh in the most impactful way and what I see, you know, I come from market research. So, for example, in in the Bitrise, uh, in Bitrise, there's a dedicated team to growth, which is actually marketing, uh, or ma ma most of it is marketing. And there is a brand branding team. And now I see that they cannot utilize research at the time because researchers are doing UX, UX research, but Actually, these researchers could support them as well. But, you know, it's working hours and working hours are limited. Uh, that's one thing. And the budget is limited because uh, they want to spend the money on different things. Uh, they, they want to achieve their goal. But I believe that uh, as the company is maturing, as we are growing, as we are becoming more stable, then we will be able to, you know, uh, elevating UX research to a research uh, department and, and doing various research serving 
designers and the growth team and uh, even even the sales team we can we can uh, we will be able to to help them yeah so the very interesting yeah, so just big... just just a, just a moment. One thing is, uh, for example, market market uh, analysis or 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 the competitor analysis is done by the, the 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 growth team because they they are the ones who are watching Twitter, watching the websites, watching the conferences and everything else. So they have much more knowledge on that, which I think should be or. <laughs> or job as well, but we cannot do that because we don't have the resources. We have, don't have the time. But it's mm -hmm. a, it's a great great shared approach. Got it. So the big trends for you are for UX research is integrating more data um, into being less siloed. So working more so outside of like the bubble of product and engineering. So working with marketing people, for example, with salespeople, with um, the content strategists, with market analysts going beyond just UX research. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so at this point in your career, how are you able to stay up to date, up to date with all of these trends and changes, right? Like as someone that's an expert, how do you actually continue to stay an expert? How do you professionally develop yourself as a UX researcher? One thing is where we met, <laughs> which is, which <laughs> yeah. is the, the design and research uh, Google group, uh, which is, I think, a great resource. It's, it's amazing, but there are thousands of great people who are open to answer questions and, and and even if you do not ask questions or do not answer questions just read what others people ask and <laughs> what answers the others provide it's it's a, it's a gold mine i would say um, so that that's one thing i do and actually i'm a very lucky because at bitrise there are great people around me uh, other researchers but everyone else at the company is approachable so if i if i have a question that have you heard about this have you heard about that what do you think what would be great if we would do with this information or tool or or whatever we have then they are they are they are they are great so they will take the time sit down answer questions come to me with ideas and so on so so i think if you want to be, enjoy your job, enjoy your research, enjoy your work, find the right company because and the right company is where the right people work. And I think that's something 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 um, uh, that's 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 uh, huge information where you have to you know learn and, and study. And actually, uh, you know, as a researcher, I, I I almost always tried out the product I was I was uh, researching, mm -hmm. uh, but. Now I'm at a tough situation because I do not <laughs> develop mobile applications. Right. But I try to, you know, I often talk to my friends who are developers and try to understand what they do even more than I did previously before I was working with Bitrise. So uh, that's something, that's, that's another way to understand the domain and then to get the product knowledge uh, you need, yeah. So you develop professionally by listening to what other professionals, what other researchers were talking about. Like you mentioned the email group we met on. And then also you mentioned picking the right company because you can learn a lot about being a researcher. And you can also acquire a lot of domain knowledge by picking the right company with people that are easy to talk to. Yeah. And actually, I, I think I'm a, I'm a millennial in a sense that I love videos and I love conferences, which are not held anymore <laughs> because we <laughs> cannot, you know, they were, they were 
I think for two or three years, that was great. Eastern European Conference in Budapest, uh, organized by Hungarian students and, and a few companies in UX. And there was always a few researchers uh, coming and, and doing talks. And it was very always very inspiring and also very interesting. So that's, that's what you have to do. And another thing I, th I would mention is, you know, keep your professional relationships up to date. I mean, meet people you've worked with previously and ask them what they do, tell them what you do, because often what we do is not secret. Of course, do not share company secrets, but share what you, you, you did with methodologies, what experiences they have, what I had. And, you know, because nobody knows maybe a few years later we will work at the same company and, and maybe they will join us we will join them nobody knows so i think as researchers we have to share this uh, knowledge and, and and understanding what we do yeah. yeah definitely agree which is why i wanted you here today to share your knowledge <laughs> <laughs> so Thank last you. question um so pretend that you're talking to the 18 year old jolt <laughs> what do you say to him about his future career uh, I would say he's on the right track <laughs> because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm at the right place, I think. Uh, <laughs> but I would say you will be a psychologist. That's okay. But you have to learn some design. You have to understand some engineering. You have to understand economics a little better. So if you have, you have the opportunity to, to study these uh, areas, do it because it will be very useful. Uh, because... I, the first thing I learned after psychology, because at, at, at the university, when you are studying psychology, you learn nothing about marketing. But mm -hmm. if you do market research, the few year, first few years, you understand marketing, you learn marketing. And I had to, you know, learn engineering, learn UX, learn, yeah. <laughs> learn everything besides my, 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 my degree. So it's, if, if, if I can do that while I'm at the university, while I'm young, I hope I'm still young mentally, at least. <laughs> but 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 if well, at that time probably that would be great. And even try out, uh, you know, try to draw, try to make something digital art or code or something. That was always beyond my 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 task list, I would say, or, or my plans. And and that's something I would do at this uh, if I could restart at 18 now. Yeah. Perfect. So like you said, you would tell yourself that you're on the right track because you today are in the place that you want to be. So whatever you were doing when you were 18 was the right thing to get you here. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Do you have any closing remarks, anything else you want to share with the audience? So remember that the listeners, a lot of these people are aspiring UX researchers or aspiring researchers in general. So do you have anything else that you'd like to share with them? I think I would say one one more thing uh, is if you are a researcher, you can uh, you can uh, experience research without conducting research. So I mean, we are in a situation. You know, you you just pick a target, pick topic, pick a topic, and try to understand it, even if it's boring or if it's not so interesting. But maybe you will be able to find something interesting there. Read go after it, talk to people who understand it. And that's the skills you need as a researcher. And even if at the company you are working for now, or maybe you are at the university, so you don't have the... But I, I had this feeling that 
every university project could benefit a good researcher. <laughs> so if you're working in a team, take up the role that, okay, I will do the research for you and do it. Because it's not rocket science, asking questions and understanding problems. It's, it's something we learn from kindergarten up to, up to the end of our life. So, mm -hmm. so, so yeah, practice, practice. It's not every day that I get to hear about the experience of a Hungarian UX researcher. I was so intrigued that it's not so different than being an American UX researcher. Jolt is a well of UX research expertise. He's interviewed terminally ill patients and their families. He's been a doctoral student. He's been a market researcher, and he's a lead UX researcher at a startup. Jolt covered a lot of ground, and I recommend listening again to catch all the gems he dropped. If you miss anything, visit yizziresearch.com for notes from this episode. Thanks for listening. Subscribe for updates on new episodes. If you are interested in sponsoring this podcast, or if you are looking to hire someone to help you understand your users and your customers, visit yizziresearch.com. Follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn at yizziresearch. That's Y-Z-Z-I research. Bye for now.